This is a Cincy fan talking with LP. You can catch me on Twitter. That's a Cincy fan talking. You say it like it sounds, just leave off the G. If you have ideas for the show, you can reach me at Cincy underscore fan talk at yahoo.com. If you have any suggestions for the show, make sure you leave them there. Who knows? You might find yourself as part of the show. Any feedback would be definitely appreciated. And also, make sure you hit the link tree page that's on my Twitter. Make sure you click on that. You can find all the different ways to contact me there. Enjoy the show. What's up? What's up? What's going on, everybody out there in podcast land? Welcome to another episode of A Sensi Fan Talking with LP. And of course, this is yours truly out here, LP. What's up, everybody? Hope you're close to mid January is going great. Um, hope you took care of those resolutions and are actually still holding up to them. Um, what you give yourself about. Two weeks before you just say forget the resolution and do what you do and just start eating all the ham and potatoes and candy and chips and all that. I don't know. Um, I don't really do resolutions myself. I mean, that's just kind of my thing. But either way, appreciate you stopping past and listening to me for, I don't know how long, 25, 30, 35 minutes. Definitely appreciate you. Um, Shout out to... um, Damar Hamlin, he just left um, UC Medical Center, headed back to Buffalo. Um, man, I remember coming on last weekend. Like, it was, I think all of America was just out of it. Like, out of something like that just happened to somebody, you know, just out there trying to do their job and tackle folks. It it, it was a whole crazy thing. Um, shout out to the medical center for for doing an absolute great job. Um, and, and the whole city showed out, man, for real, in terms of support. And real talk, that's that's just what we do. That's that's our thing, you know, um, real hospitable. You know, we want to make sure everybody's doing great. E- even if we don't like your team, um, I, I feel like a lot of fans, I won't say all fans because, you got nut jobs everywhere, man. Just just look at Twitter. You'll you'll see some Bengals fans, some Reds fans, just off they rocker. I feel like in every fan base, you got like a good, probably two to five percent of them. It's just straight nut jobs, man. They take the whole fan being a fanatic thing way too far. But ninety five percent of our fans, just real good people, man. You can talk to them about sports or whatever, and they'll give you real honest takes, and you don't have to worry about being called out your name and stuff like that. And I felt like that 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 shined through with this whole situation with Demar Hamlin. You you saw you saw a lot of people up at UC just trying to show support, you know, just out there doing candlelight vigils and making sure his family was straight, man. It, it was really good to see, especially in a time where everything's just so divided, man. Everything is just one way or the other way. and You can't really be in the middle at all. 
it, it was just real good to see. It was nice to see a whole lot of people coming together like that. So definitely happy straight. It's weird that that allow people to enjoy football with no guilt again. That that's just kind of weird to me because they go out there every single week, sometimes two times in a week span, and they out there just putting it all on the line. And this is not it is is not one of those sports where you can take plays off. Every play could could possibly be a dangerous play. And I've I've had people tell me, well, LP, you got to understand it's like that with all sports. You know, that can happen in any sport. Yes and no. I mean, basketball is considered a non-contact sport. There's a lot of contact in basketball, but you're not just going to be hitting people like that just off the strength that, look what you're wearing. You're wearing shorts and a, and a jersey. Like, you're not about to just be smacking people and punching people. Well, not punching, but you're not about to be trying to pop people in the chest and, you know, in the legs and stuff like that. It's not going to happen. So we really need to appreciate what these football players do every single week for their bank accounts and for our entertainment. You know, you, you got to really appreciate that. Me personally, and, and this is just my personal opinion, y'all, I feel like we're slowly but surely trending to a world where you will see either flag or touch football on a professional level. And when I say that to people, they look at me like, dude, you crazy. Ain't nobody about to watch that. If your favorite football team all of a sudden was in a league where it's only flag football, you've been rooting for that team for so long. You're going to watch. If the Chicago Bears had to do flag football, you would complain. You would, you would piss him on. You'd be like, they took out they took out the tackling. It's not football. One, it's still football. And two, you're going to watch it because it's ingrained in you to root for your team. I've been a Bengals fan since before I could walk. Like, that was ingrained in me from my uncles. I can't say my mama because it's so weird that she a Browns fan. Like, how are you a Browns fan? I... Look, man, not to go off on a tangent, but how can a woman that raised me be a Browns fan? Like, how? What's wrong with you? Mama, I know you're listening. Mama, how could you do this? How could you? <laughs> how could you? Let me stop tripping before she, like, hear this and, and come through with the bell. I don't want no trouble. Mama, I don't, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I, I got I got concerns. I'm concerned, but I'm just playing. Don't, don't, don't come hit me. I'm good. I know you still got the reach. I know you still undefeated. So I'm not about to test you. But I digress. You're going to root for your favorite team. That's why I like I don't think I see it coming in like the next 5, 10, 15 years. But we're going to get to a point where people are going to look out on the field and see what's happening and realize that it's unacceptable to have at least three or four people injured every single game. It's it's crazy when you think about it. Like it really is. You're playing a sport where you expect people to get injured. That's kind of wild. That's why I see things like that happening. Not in the near future, but the far future. I mean, if you really think about it. Football has been changed to make it safer. More than you can realize. 
the forward pass came through because people felt like football wasn't safe. And people complained back in the day, like, it's not football anymore. It's not tough. But the forward pass spread everything out, and it made it to where you could have space, and you're not worried about people just bunching up and hitting people all in the head. But it was still football. I don't know, man. I don't know how I would feel about watching flag football every Sunday. I don't know if it would be exactly the same, but it wouldn't be very different. Plus, it would be more inclusive. It would be more inclusive for everybody to play. But you don't have to worry about that for at least a good 15 years. I'm just saying, don't be surprised if you start hearing talk about it. I mean, look at the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is being changed to a flag football event. You think that's an accident? Real talk. I'm I'm not even a conspiracy theorist guy. That that's my, that's not my thing. I'm just saying if you look at the tea leaves, it's looking more and more like non-contact because if you look at contact in the NFL, it hasn't been good. I mean, the CTE rates are ridiculous. So I'll just kind of leave that right there. If it happens, you can say you heard it here first. Like 15, 20, 25 years now, you can go like, I remember that old guy, LP. I remember he said way back in the day. That's my that's my old, old man voice. Like, you think it was an old, old man? Nah, probably not. I got to work on that. <laughs> Speaking of, like, football today, it's playoff time, y'all. Um, I won't say it's the best time of the year. But it's top four. It's top three. For me, the best time of the year is the first and second week of March Madness. And we're going to get into that in a second. But playoff time, um, wild card weekend, divisional playoffs, it's a really good time. And I feel like the Bengals are about to make another run. It feels like the same as last year. Like it kind of feels like it. But it's different. Because the Bengals aren't just happy to be here. And you saw what they did when they were just happy to be here, per se. They're not just going like, oh, our goal is to win a playoff game to break the drought. Now it's not like that anymore. The goal is the Super Bowl. And especially since the Super Bowl ended in such a heartbreaking way for the squad. Now it's like the goal isn't to beat the Ravens. I mean, it is, but the goal is to beat the Ravens in order to attain the main goal, which is to win the Super Bowl. This is what makes the Bengals such a scary team to play, y'all. You got a young team that has playoff experience. They've been to the highest game of the season, and they almost won it. But the thing is, they almost won it. They didn't win it. They're still hungry, y'all. They're still ready to play. And I feel like whether Lamar Jackson comes back or not, let, let, let's let's be real. Y'all. Let's just call a spade a spade. The Ravens really don't have a shot to beat the Bengals without Lamar Jackson. Like, if he don't play, you, you might as well just wrap it up. I mean, they might make it close because they got a pretty good defense, but they're not beating the Bengals without Lamar. It's not happening. With Lamar, they have a shot. I don't think it's a very good shot, but I think it's a shot. If I'm Lamar Jackson, and I'm not saying this because I don't want him to play, I actually hope that he plays because I don't want any excuses. 
this might come back this might come back to bite me if he come through and show out <laughs> which is true which he could because he's Lamar Jackson you know what I'm saying it's not too many Lamar Jacksons out here but I don't really want to hear a lot of excuses like you know if he would have played we probably would have won you know it would have been closer nah we want to see the best out there because you know you want people's best shot all I'm saying is this and this is real if I'm Lamar Jackson I'm not stepping out on the field unless I'm 100%. I'm not doing it. Because what I wouldn't want if I'm Lamar Jackson is for the team, you know, the front office to look at me and go like, oh, well, he can't do it anymore. When I was going out there to help the team win a playoff game, and then it gets held against me, no, I'm good. You know, you got playoff, you got contract negotiations coming up and all that good stuff. Nah, check it out. If I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm not playing unless my knee is in tip-top shape because I don't want anybody using anything against me in the negotiation room. Real talk, though. If you look at the offense since he's been hurt, that's the negotiation right there. He was, I won't say he was bringing the team up to like this awesome level, but they were in first place in the AFC North. You could count on Lamar Jackson to get first downs, make key runs, make key passes. You don't really have that without him. Me, personally, I think the game comes down to two things. Number one, will the Bengals start off fast like they did last week? If they start off fast and build themselves a 14-point lead, this game is over. Because the Ravens are not built to overcome 14, 21-point leads. They're not, they're not built to do that. They're built to get a lead and lean on their defense and their kicking. Because Justin Tucker, he's an animal. <laughs> he's making field goals from 55, 60 and making it look easy for years. They want to lean on their kicking and their defense. If the Bengals start out fast and get out to a 14-point lead, just turn the channel, y'all. Like, even if the Bengals don't score in the second half or anything like that. It's over. The second thing you need to look out for, and, and this will be very important, y'all. How will the Ravens offense look in the first half? I'm not saying they have to put up points or anything like that, but if they're not moving the ball well, it's over. The Ravens offense is built on just kind of pounding you and pounding you and then maybe going over the top with the tight ends or quite possibly a wide receiver. You never know. But that's their game plan. That's what they want to do. If they're not able to do that, if their offense is, you know, consistently going three and out, getting one first down, then punting the ball, just turn the channel. You might as well because... Even if it, even if they keep it close, it's going to be boring for you to watch if you're not a Ravens fan or a Bengals fan because you're just going to see the Bengals methodically move the ball, get field goals or touchdowns, and then you're going to see the Ravens go three and out. If that happens, there's no need for you to watch. My final score, what LP is thinking, I'm thinking Bengals 27 Ravens 17. That it I think the game will look very similar to last week because the Bengals offense is going to be a little too tough to say. You're not going to be able to hold the Bengals down for 60 minutes. 
if Lamar Jackson does play, I think that'll count for like an extra touchdown. So I think the score might end up being like 27-24. They might keep it close. But I just don't see the Ravens winning this game. However, this is the NFL. <laughs> and, you know, you just leave it at that. This is the NFL. Anything can happen. Which reminds me, y'all. Um, I put up my first gambling bet. First one ever in the history of life. You know, we're allowed to gamble here in Ohio. I've been telling people, I was on this very podcast last week telling people, man, watch out with the gambling. Be careful. You know, you got the app on your phone. You can just hit a couple buttons. Swoop. Be careful. So, me and the wife talked about it. She kind of she kind of feels the same way I do. She's like, I don't know about this gambling stuff. I don't know either. But we're like, you know what? Let's just try it one time. Let, let's just see how it goes. So, I put up a bet. Posted it on Twitter. I'm like... Patrick Mahomes will throw more than two touchdown passes. And me and the wife, we're like, yeah, no problem. This Patrick Mahomes, they're playing against the Bronco. Who was it? Um, No, it was Vegas. They're playing against the Vegas Raiders. They need to win the game for home field advantage. I'm like, man, this is easy money. We're about to get this money. I put 100 on it. And I think the payout was uh, $232. we like, yeah, we're about to spend this money. I hate watching a game like this. It was, it was one of the most nerve-wracking experiences I've ever had on a game that I didn't care about at all. I did not care about this game at all. Even if the Chiefs would have lost and then the Bills would have lost and the Bengals had won, Yay, we get to play at a neutral field site. Woohoo! Nah, it doesn't matter. Who cares? The Bengals are good on the road anyway. So I'm like, it really don't matter. Coin flip, it don't really matter to me. I ain't really care. But now I'm watching this game, and I'm like, dude, throw a touchdown pass. They go down the field, the Chiefs do. First drive, touchdown pass. I'm like, yeah, let's go. I'm counting the money in my head. I'm like... What I'm going to do with this extra 130 we, we talking about it on the couch. we like, okay, we can just go ahead and probably just leave the 100 in the um, gambling account so we can just use it again. You know, we, we plotting. That was the only touchdown pass that he threw. And it's just so nerve-wracking to sit there and go like, okay, don't hand the ball off to him. Don't hand the ball off to him. Just throw it. Don't run it in. Don't run it in. Throw it. Ugh. I can't imagine somebody who put up like $5,000 on something as mundane as Mahomes throwing three touchdown passes. And you sitting there living and dying with every single snap. Can't be me. Uh-uh. Ugh. And it, it was a little fun when I thought I was about to win. But the closer it got to being over with, the more I was like, man... I just pissed away on it, Bucks. For what? <laughs> Here's what I would say about it if you want to gamble. Because I can't say I won't do it again, but I will say this. Please make sure you be responsible about it. We sat down, we talked about it. We was like, we got 100 to throw away. You know, we we doing okay. We professionals out here. It's all good. We, we can spare 100. That makes it nerve-wracking simply because you want to win. You feel me? That's different from nerve-wracking because you already put up the money for the mortgage 
And you like, dang, I was trying to flip it and double it. But if we don't get it, I'm going to be late on this mortgage. I might not be able to pay. That's nerve wracking for a completely different reason, y'all. Don't do that. Real life, sit down and go like, okay, I can afford to lose this. I was about to just play with this anyway. So instead of me going down to Chili's and blowing it or something like that, I just go ahead and gamble it and see if I win or not. That's smart. That's cool. All right. So be smart, y'all. Especially since these apps, man. Like I logged onto um the app that I got. They make it as confusing as possible. And it's like you gotta be careful what you're betting on. So that's my take on it. I mean, it was nerve-wracking, but all in all, it wasn't a horrible experience. It wasn't like I felt hosed the minute I went ahead and did it. I mean, it it was okay. I, I would like to win one. I'm just saying. So I, I'll kind of look through, see if it's even worth it to do. I don't know. I just hate watching games like that, man. I can't. Ugh, ugh. That's that. Hey, my last thing, man. Um, I guess this all sports this week. Y- yes, it is. Um, this last part, I'm just trying to tell you why college basketball is better than college football. A lot of people don't feel me on that. A lot of people go like, "Dude, really? Like football is awesome? Yeah, football is great. Football is amazing." But here's what I'm saying: If you saw the game last night. If you saw Georgia absolutely obliterate TCU, 65 to, 60, 65 to 7, y'all, I didn't even watch the game. I I played 2K. <laughs> and then after I played 2K, we just we just kicked it and and just watched something else. I was going ESPN.com. Open up the app, look at the score, laugh, and then just turn it again. Just just turn off the app. It was bad, man. And it's one of those things where if you're a TCU fan, you're happy they made it this far. It's been a successful season. You really appreciate what they did. But that last game got to leave a taste in your mouth that is horrible. People go like, man, I would rather get blown out than, you know, play a close game and get my heart broken. No. You lying. <laughs> That's a lie. Ohio State went out and lost by one and ball out. And that's a loss I can live with. Like, I can live with that. That's why I said last week, CJ Stroud, thank you. We appreciate you. Because if you go out, that's how you go out. Dude, that's Tupac on um, Juice. Like, if you go out, that's how you go out. Like, that's that's my Tupac move for you. <laughs> But if you're going to lose a game, you want to put it all on the line. And if it don't work out, it don't work out. That's how you're supposed to lose. You don't. Nobody in their right mind wants to fly out to a game or do all of the prep around the house to have a whole party for the game or whatever. And then your squad get popped. Man, you're not trying to see that. Contrast that to college. And here's the thing about that, though. We all knew it was going to happen. Everybody knew. In the beginning of the season, if you had picked Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, 
if you pick one of those three teams to make it to the college football playoff, you good. You knew they were going. Every single year, you're going to see Ohio State. You're going to see Alabama. You're going to see Georgia. And maybe some other team. But it's so top-heavy in college football. That's how it is. And with them opening up to 12 teams, people are like, yeah, now more teams are going to be able to win. No, slow your roll. You're going to see more teams from the Big Ten. You're going to see more teams from the SEC. And now you're going to see one or two teams from the Pac-12 or the Big 12 or the S- or the ACC. It's it's like a whole lot of to-do to see the same four teams in the college football semifinal. And if you're a fan of one of those teams, you know, like Ohio State, you good. Everything's awesome. Life is good for me. I expect my team to be in the CFP every year. But for most teams, you just plan to play. You don't really have a shot. If you're a Purdue, if you're a Washington, if you're a Pittsburgh, you don't really have a shot. Like, you really don't. You just plan for, like, to get to a New Year's Day Bowl, which should be a big deal, but it's not because of the playoff. Contrast that to college basketball. You could be the lowest of the low count. You could be America East or you could be the MEAC or something like that. You are guaranteed a shot to be in the college basketball playoff. You are guaranteed a shot to the tournament as long as you win your conference. And then once you get there, you got to think about it like this. You get 25 scholarships or so in football. So you're going to get 25 of the best players every year to Ohio State, (laughs) to Alabama, to Georgia, to LSU, to USC. They get to, like, get all of that talent in one place. Very rarely do you hear, like, a top 100 recruit going to, I don't know, Ohio, Bowling Green, Ball State. That don't happen. But in basketball, you only get a certain amount of scholarships, five probably max. And since you only have 13 players on the team, all of that talent can be spread out. So there could be a really good player at Ball State carrying the squad. There could be an awesome player playing for UNLV or New Mexico or San Diego State. It makes it a lot easier to pull off an upset in the tournament. Because real talk, all you need for an upset in the tournament is you need to be a really good three-point shooting team with a lot of seniors and juniors, and you just got to be hot on that day. The impact players in basketball, they can actually take over a game because they can get the ball. In football, your impact player might not ever get the ball. You got to scheme stuff out to get that man the ball. It's what makes college basketball great. The little guy actually has a shot. The playing field is way more level. The reason you don't see a little school win a national championship is because they have to do that six times. 
It's hard to do that six times. It's hard to upset the number one seed and then go through and then beat the number eight seed. Then after that, beat the number four seed, then the number two seed. You asking for a lot. But in our society, we just want to see an upset at least one time. You know, we like the chaos, which is why we really don't like college football playoff stuff, because there's so much less chaos. There's not a lot of chaos. We want that. We we crave that. People say, oh, we just want it fair. We just want the best team to win. No, we don't. <laughs> That's not fun. We want to see upsets. We want to see mayhem. Like when your bracket is busted in uh, March Madness, you're mad, but you're not that mad because you got to see some awesome television. It's what makes college basketball better than college football if you want to say no the regular season is way better for college football i'll get that to you because there there's not a lot of football games for a team you get 12 games in the regular season so they all matter in college basketball we say that they all matter because you know during the um, ncaa selection show we're looking at all those games but they don't all matter you see playing hampton or Northeast Mississippi State Tech. It doesn't matter. It matters if they lose, but they're probably not going to lose. They're probably going to win. We don't care about those games in college basketball. However, if you're telling me that college football's playoff is better than college basketball's playoff, I would like to ask you what you're smoking. You are bugging. (laughs) And since the playoff is better in college basketball, I feel like it makes the sport better because the regular season is important, but you're not remembered for what you do in the regular season. You are not. You're You're remembered based on if you made that regular season translate to playoff success. That's how you're remembered. It's what makes me mad about people, um, you know, questioning Ohio State. They had great regular seasons, but they couldn't put it together in the postseason. So they go, they go ahead and poop all on the players. And I'm like, you can't really do that because they shined out. But <laughs> oh man, sorry about that, y'all. You're graded on what you do in the postseason. So if you want to use that as a crutch. College basketball is way better. It it just is. Um, That's my theory on that. If you agree, if you disagree, definitely let me know on Twitter. Let me know um, through a voice message. You'll hear all that at the end of the podcast because we're about to roll out. Um, Make sure y'all stay safe. Hootay, go Bengals. Um, Make sure you hug the ones you love out here, man, because as we saw last week and the week before and pretty much every day in life i mean it's not promising anybody so say hi to somebody tell them you love them because you don't know if you get those opportunities man that's just how it is and as always y'all life is good peace out if you're not ready for the conversation to end i'm not either Make sure to catch me on Twitter. That's the Cincy Fan Talking. Leave off the G at the end of it, and we can keep the conversation going. Also, don't be afraid to hit that subscribe button so you can catch the next episodes. The episodes will drop every Tuesday. If there's a change in that, I'll make sure to let you know. 
Appreciate the support. As always, life is good. Thank you.